Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Shamelessly Unapologetic with me, your host, Alana Pinsky. I am so excited for this episode, y'all, because I have such a great guest, and that is TK California. You may or may not have seen him on TikTok, where he is always defending California, and he's got the most hilarious takes when he is dispelling a lot of myths that people have about California and people coming at him for how California sucks when we all know it doesn't. And you know, I'm kind of biased here because I did live in California for four years, San Francisco specifically. If you know me, you know me. I was a San Francisco girly. I now live in Portland. And so TK and I have actually been following each other on TikTok for a couple of years now. And it's been really awesome that we've stayed connected because you know I really admire his content and I see his intentions behind his satire and so I knew like I had to have him on my podcast because he's so unapologetic about who he is and how he defends something that he absolutely loves which is living in California and it was really awesome to have a really great conversation with him telling him more about like my story and why I actually had to leave California to go to Portland and we had such a really fun conversation he is so funny and I really enjoyed hearing more about his story with his journey on TikTok we talked a lot about some funny things and discrepancies between living in other cities and comparing and contrasting I told him a little bit about my journey how I moved from the east coast to the west coast we talked about like culture shocks and there's just so much to unpack in this episode it's such a great one and it was such a pleasure having him on I know I may sound like I'm getting on a tangent for some things that I talked about with TK in terms of like my story moving to Portland but I promise like I have a point just so the listeners could understand and so he could also hear my viewpoints as well since I lived in California now I'm in Oregon so I definitely wanted to hear his perspective on my perspective on how some things have changed even though I will still defend California to the day I die and once again I still hope that I can eventually move back there when I am financially stable again because we talk about a lot how California is such an expensive place to live. I'm gonna stop talking. Let's get into this episode because it is a good one. Hello, TK. Welcome to Shamelessly Unapologetic. I am so excited to have you on. How are you doing? Doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Just so happy it's Friday. It's surprisingly like not a gross rainy day here in Portland. It's like partly cloudy, so I'm not complaining too much, which is surprising. The weather here has actually been kind of mild for winter. It hasn't rained as much as it usually does. Dude, that's great. Yeah, it's usually pouring out there, right? Or just constant mist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So last year it was really, really rainy. Like it was so bad that it went all the way into June and typically like it doesn't really rain in June. And we really didn't get our summer starting until July. It was really, really depressing because when I moved to Portland in 2021, it was not like that. I mean, yes, we had sure. rain, but the rain is usually like the heaviest in the winter and even some of like the fall months as well. But summers are beautiful. And it actually feels normal. And I love that. And so I was really pissed with how late our summer started this past year. But I have a feeling it's not going to be like that. It feels like how it was back in 2021 where it was more normal. But yeah, mm-hmm. it ha- there isn't rain in the forecast until I think like next week. So I'm I'm happy about that. <laughs> How's everything out Thank in California? You. What's the weather like? You know what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sunny. The sun's out. It's, you know, 70 degrees. I'm in a hoodie because I'm a baby. If it gets below 60, I'm just, just put the hoodies on, you know? Uh, <laughs> you would I got, hate I got San Francisco then. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I, uh, San Francisco is a great city, but I am always free. Even in the summer, I'm freezing. Yeah. Cause it's like, you know, that the sunny 65. So I'm still cold. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I know summer is actually one of the cooler periods. And it's interesting because 50 to 60 degrees in the summer, it feels so much different when it's like 50 or 60 degrees in the winter. Cause in the summer, yes. it's, it feels cool, but it's not like bone chilling in winter. It feels like winter 50. And I don't know, it, that sounds really weird to say, but I swear there's a difference in how the same temperature feels different out of the different times of the year. 
100%. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So TK, I wanted to give you a chance to introduce yourself. So I'll let you take it away. Yeah, I'm uh, TK. I uh, started a really stupid TikTok account in 2020 during COVID that really I, I, I pretty much just uh, trash other states um, for fun. And the, the account kind of came out of nowhere because I had joined TikTok out of boredom and you know, just heard like, oh, you should check it out. I was in quarantine, you know, we were all in quarantine. So like, all right, whatever. And I, I, op- I created the account. I opened up the app and legitimately probably within the first day on my For You page was just people talking about how crappy California was. I was like, I'm sorry, is this person from Illinois really talking trash? So <laughs> I just started responding to people who lived in uh, other states about why California was drastically better than wherever they lived. And it just blew up. It just took off. Yeah. Well, Uh, it's funny. I was literally about to ask you, like, what was that moment that made you want to defend California so loud and proud? Because I wanted to know, like, what triggered you to make the account? Because I think it's fucking hilarious. The thing that triggered me to do it was it was just it was so many different videos of people in other states that like, look, there's great things in every state. But if you're going to be from somewhere and then automatically just start shitting on California because whatever, you don't agree with it politically. You've A lot of people have never even been here and they're talking about it like they know what it's about or they visited you know, Los Angeles for a weekend and like, California sucks. Like, no, the place that you went sucked and it's because you didn't Google anything at mm-hmm. TripAdvisor and you, wow, you, know, you wound up in a neighborhood you shouldn't have been in. Yeah. So it's, it was just uh, maybe the lack of better words. It's just like a little bit of like the ignorance and I love talking shit. It's like my favorite thing to do. Um, <laughs> I'm with you. I, <laughs> it's like my toxic trait. <laughs> And I, I love it. So it doesn't even have to be about state. We can talk shit about anything. I'm like, even if you believe something so much, I'm going to try to find a way to talk shit about it just to, to kind of piss people off. So that's just how it started. And, and like the first couple of videos like really blew up and I'm like, Hey, I kind of got something here. And I just started, you know, just kept doing it, started doing it. Yeah. And you've really taken off. I remember I first found your account, um, like towards the end of 2020 when I was still in San Francisco and I was like, who is this man? I need to follow him because I just agree with everything that comes out of his mouth. (laughs) And it's like, here's the thing. Like, yes, like maybe you do talk shit, but there really is a lot of truth to where you are talking shit. Like, I feel like you do have good intentions with your account because you really do debunk a lot of things and like miss that people claim about California. And that is a portion of our podcast that I cannot wait to get into. I came up with a couple of myths and I definitely want to hear if you have some more that you want to add on to because that will be a fun conversation to have. um, Absolutely. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I, um, I, that's how I first found out about you because it's like, I agree with you. And even though I'm in Portland now, it's still forever California forever goodbye with me because for me, like, (laughs) I mean, if you're curious to know why I had to leave California for Portland, because I'm sure like, I know I've seen your opinions on Portland and it's like, you know, I, sometimes I agree with you and sometimes I'm like, oh no, I need to get TK to experience Portland. I promise it's really not as bad, but basically it came (laughs) down to getting laid off twice in 2020. Um, Imagine how exhausting that's got to be. And and you know that San Francisco is the most expensive city. Yeah. And so I just, I couldn't fucking do it anymore. And it hurt so badly to leave because I lived there for four years. I had an amazing life. I had a really great social circle. And Mm -hmm. with my social media content, I even like made a name for myself. Like I have a whole YouTube channel and my YouTube channel was all about navigating life and dating in San Francisco. And a lot of my San Francisco videos. Yeah, that's going to be crazy. Yeah. And a lot of my videos did really well. And I gained like a whole great audience, especially of like single folks living in the Bay Area. And I built Mm -hmm. my own little tight knit community. And so when I had to break the news that I was moving, like that sucked. But I said, you know, I understand if you no longer want to be subscribed to me, because it's going to be Portland content now, but don't think that I'm going to stop making SF content because I make sure Mm -hmm. to visit SF at least twice a year. And it's really easy to fly into uh, from Portland. It's actually really cheap. And it's only an hour flight. So it's, it's so doable. But I really do only have the bandwidth to do it twice a year. And so mm-hmm. when I go to San Francisco, I do a whole San Francisco week. It gets all of my Bay Area followers so excited again. And so, yeah, when I switched over to Portland content, you know, I started navigating that and documenting my life and like even doing comparison videos between the two. 
And sure. that's kind of what, how it happened with me. I will say Portland really took me by surprise. I moved here without ever visiting. For me, like my reasoning sure. to moving to Portland was where on the West Coast can I still live that's cheaper than SF, but I still don't need a car because I didn't have a car in SF. And I'm originally from Virginia and I hate Virginia. Mm -hmm. Hate it. Horrible, horrible, <laughs> horrible. Yeah. Like yeah. there's a reason I'm a West Coast girly. And so. Sure. Yeah. And Portland came to mind. So I said, okay, let's try it out. And so, you know what? It's been very good to me. I also found a great way to make a good social circle and found things to do. So, you know, it's worked out for me, but I will always defend California. And I hope one day I do get to move back. It just has to be when I'm, you know, back in a financially healthy spot again. Sure. And well, it's funny too, because dude, the last two years have been insane. Mm -hmm. The world has been insane, right? And layoffs, people moving. Like you got to do what's best for you first and foremost. Yeah. And California is expensive, really, really expensive, especially San Francisco. My account is really to kind of like you said, dispel, dispel some of these myths that people have about California, but it's not necessarily to say there's nothing good in any other state. Right. I have I have friends in Portland. I actually love Portland. Yeah. Depends on what time of year yeah, of I course. go and how long I stay. But um, like it's, it's a great city. It's a great city. Yeah. And- um, there's even outside of Portland, like some really cool spots. Uh, so I have, I, I work in like the advertising field. So I'm actually up in, in the Portland Beaverton area quite a bit. Oh, nice. And yeah. So it, like, I always love going. I always enjoy myself going. I probably couldn't live there. Mm -hmm. It's just, too, I'm, I'm just too much with the rain. Yeah. I know it's like a weather thing. We, I don't want to have to come back to the weather, but it's wetter than a mermaid's butthole out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's just like, no, you're not wrong. Just, yeah, but I I love the city. Uh, but it's it's fun to play on stereotypes too, right? And you know the the Portland stereotypes because yeah. you live there, and it's just it's fun to it's fun to just poke fun at people, and and usually people are really good sports about that. Yeah, stuff. it's not it's all satire. Yeah, exactly. And see, I understand that. Like I know, like you're yeah. not like I know your count is satire. I mean, I do think there's some truth to what you're saying, but at the same time, it's all jokes. And you've even said in like your comment section or response videos that like. What you do is supposed to be all in good fun. And, you know, those who are a good sport about it are probably the ones who are even probably going to be your target audience. Because I'm sure you have plenty of followers who don't even live in California who oh, lot, still yeah. love your content because they understand mm -hmm. your message and what you're trying to say. And that's what's really important. And the people who don't get it are the ones who don't understand satire or they just take life way too seriously because they don't understand how satire accounts or how TikTok even works. Right. Sure. Yeah. But it's great. It's great for the, the comment section. Cause you know, there's battles in the comment section with, with people who are defending California and people who hate it. My DMS are crazy with, you know, people like, don't you ever come to Texas or step foot in Texas? That's you know, so like stupid. So it's just, I know, but you know, what's crazy what? is I'm older. I'm 35. Right. So, I was, I was talking to my wife about this, but I was like, dude, if I was 20 or like 18 or like, you know, whatever, young twenties and I had like this much attention, like, I feel like it would have been like kind of crazy for me. I'd be like, Oh shoot. But now I'm like so much older. I'm like, I don't care what anybody thinks yeah. about either me or my account, or I'm not even trying to do it to be famous. Cause I'll hear people like you should post more often. Cause the algorithm, I'm like, dude, I don't got time. Like, this is just a creative outlet for me. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's really cool and it's been able to be more of just like a creative release so I don't have to like focus on it. I'm not trying to make a career out of it. Yeah. So it's just fun. Yeah. So it's fun. And yeah. that, I really appreciate you saying that because just because you post content on TikTok doesn't mean you have to be some sort of influencer and right. make a career off of it. Like you mentioned, you work in advertising and so like that's your career and if that's something you enjoy doing and you don't want to stop anytime soon then keep pursuing that it's important to have something that you're passionate about whether it's something you're already doing where you're working for another company or you're working for yourself what matters is as long as you're happy I mean with my content first of all I'm not even monetized on TikTok I mean my following is sure. so small I just I suck on TikTok but like it's my hard, bro. yeah, my main my main platform is YouTube, and my content mm -hmm. is monetized over there. And even though ideally I'd love to be a full time content creator, it's just I'm not there yet. Like I'm still really sure. small, but I am grateful that I was able to monetize it. But it took me four years to get monetized, and I had my yeah, I had my account for 
it since 2017. So it was just a creative outlet for me. It was a hobby, but um, once I got monetized, obviously that was exciting because I'm like, oh, cool, money, like it helps, right? So another source of income for me. But at the same time, I still absolutely love what I do. I still consider it a hobby, even though I technically do get paid for it. But yeah, I think it's important that you recognize that your TikTok is just a creative outlet. It's a way for you to like unapologetically defend and express who you are and about whether it's mm -hmm. California or anything else that you want to share on there. That's what matters. And that's how you attract people. And I think you're very authentic with what you say. And I can tell that you're not doing this for TikTok fame. You literally do it because it's something that it's something that you just want to share with others. Exactly. I'll have people who, you know, legitimately like, hey, can you give me advice on how to like grow my TikTok account? I'm like, you're asking the wrong person. I don't know. Like I, I literally have made some videos. I've literally just stayed in this lane and it's, it's worked. I don't know anything about the algorithm. I don't know anything about best practices. I don't know anything about, oh, this is the best time to post. I have zero idea. Yeah. So like I, I'll even have people come up like, hey, you should try this, 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 and this. It'll help like really. I'm like, dude, thanks. That's great. I appreciate the advice. But like, I think like to your point, to me, it's, it is still more of like a hobby and I've been approached by a lot of brands like to do brand deals, but it's, it's, you know, like a dog food company. I'm like, dude, how, how, tell me how you think I would promote a dog food brand with what my content is. Yeah. It's like, it's just not, it's just not, I don't want to do that. Yeah. So if I ever were to do like brand deals or like really like take this thing to the next level, I, and I've done a couple where I've hooked up with like tourism boards at different cities. So I did like a video for like Anaheim, California. And, and that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It's like, Hey, if you're going to come to these places, here's some cool things you can do. And it's comedic and it's more of like that vlog type of stuff, which is fun, but it's so much time to do that. Got to get a videographer, got to shoot it, got to edit it. And I'm like, dude, I just, it's just too much. Yeah. You know, it's too much time. And I appreciate yeah. you saying that. So like with brand deals, I'm also the same way. So I only do a brand deal about once a year because I am very, very picky about sponsorships and I want to be very authentic to my audience. Um, it's funny that you mentioned a dog food brand reached out to you because I actually, I actually have done a cat food brand deal. Um, but that's, there we go. But, th but let me tell you why though. So I do have a cat and my cat has actually yeah. been a huge part of my brand, at least on YouTube. And so yeah. this brand deal was actually an Instagram post, but it doesn't matter. Like people who know me know that like my cat is still a big part of my brand. And so sure. the brand I am loving you, I've been buying that cat food for years. And so when I got the opportunity to actually work with them, I'm like, fuck yeah. Like I know it's cat food, but still like it's relevant to my brand. Yes. I have a cat yeah. I've been using or my cat really likes this product when I keep buying it for my cat. So it, it made sense. But when it yes. comes to YouTube sponsorships, the way that I do it is that I try to make my sponsorships relevant to the video that I'm talking about and kind mm -hmm. of integrate it into the video so it's more like natural. And that's how I do it. So like, yeah, with you doing um, sponsorships with tourism boards, that's great because it's relevant to your brands. And I know you were saying like you don't understand the algorithm and like why you blew up. But one thing that you should know is that your account is niche based. So your niche is about yeah. like dispelling things about California, defending California. And there's really not a lot of people talking about that online or at least on TikTok. So that's what made you mm -hmm. stand out. So I feel like that's probably why you blew up at least. Yeah, I think so. And it was cool because... Uh... You know, when I, when I originally started making videos or responding to people, mostly everything was like stitches. So like I would, I would, you know, if you know what a stitch is obviously, yeah. but you know, it'd be the first little 10 seconds of a video that I would then respond to. And all the comments, even still, I'll get a lot of them were finally someone is, you know, having, having a rebuttal to this nonsense, mm -hmm. you know, or finally someone and it's like, okay, cool. That like, yeah, I did feel like I kind of filled, even if it was a small void in the conversation of things that were happening online. Um, that was cool. And I think you're right. That was a big part of, at the time, was a uh, there wasn't really anybody doing pro-California content, which is crazy now. And I don't want to take credit for this, but I've seen a lot of videos and creators who will now kind of do the same thing mm -hmm. and kind of have their own little shtick about it. And I love that. I'm like, dude, yeah, freaking go for it. Like, I'm not going to you know, gatekeep this type of content, but it's now been cool to see other people 
kind of try to, I don't want to say follow my footsteps, but do something similar, yeah. which is, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if they do their own take and they have their own twist, yes. as long as they're not like directly copying you and like stealing your content, that becomes a whole nother issue. Sure. Yeah. And yeah, dude, it's a, it's brutal. Like social media in general. It is. Don't, you don't have to tell me, you don't have to tell me how old you are, but I grew up before social media like was what it is today. oh yeah i mean i'm 31 so, so like i get it okay we're like we're close to the same age yeah. yeah so yeah so like i like i didn't grow up with the phone in my hand like social media was more of a tool when i was growing up versus like this is how people like legitimately communicate and engage with like their their world now so it's also like it's a, just a weird different dynamic when i start interacting with people who are like way younger than me or whatever like, dude, you're famous. Like, I can't. I'm like, dude, I still got a day job, dude. And I know I'm not. If I'm famous, why am I still working? You know what I mean? It's like, they just look at follower count and they're like, oh my gosh, this person must have everything that they've ever wanted. I'm like, dude, no, it, this is just doesn't mean anything, to be honest. Oh, I know. You know I, mean? I have a really funny story, actually. So, when I was in uh, San Francisco, I was out in Japantown and I was filming content. And the video was me doing some things in SF that I hadn't done. And Wildly enough, I, I still hadn't gone to Japantown. And so I was filming that portion of the video. And so I had my like regular camera that I used to film. And like these were obviously Gen Zers that approached me, but I had three different children come up to me and ask me if I'm a YouTuber. And I was like, yeah, I am. And they're like, oh my God, what's your YouTube about? And I was like, well, I'll be honest with you, my channel's not exactly for kids, but. I am making Hilarious. a video about San Francisco right now, just because at least that's okay to like share with a kid. And so sure. I thought that was adorable. Like one was a really, really little girl that came up to me. And then I had a group of like teenage skater boys that came up to, oh, this was funny. Teenage skater boys that. that came up to me and they were like, are you a YouTuber? And I was like, I, I, yeah, I, I am. Um, I'm just making a video about San Francisco. And they're like, wow, that's so cool. And then they're like, how many subscribers do you have? And I'm not going to lie. At the time <laughs> I only had 400 and I was like really scared to like share the number. Cause that's not going to sound impressive. That's not yeah, going to yeah, yeah. sound <laughs> impressive. Yeah. Um, but I was just yeah. honest when I said, that's how much they have. And they're like, wow, that's so many. Like, that's so cool. Like I, you're, gotta be famous and i'm like i was like sure sure yeah, yeah, yeah. i was just like nodding and smiling and i was like i oh, come on like i know teenagers you gotta be smarter than this so i was like surprised that even some teenagers still think that like 400 is a lot apparently but that was like one of the funniest things that had ever happened to me it's it's literally status for them like it's like if you you could have zero friends in real life but if you have a thousand you know subscribers like holy shit like, you made it it's like Sure. If that's how you like, if that's what you think, that's, that's your thing. But I, it's also, and maybe this is me just getting older. I'm like, bro, it's okay to not have subscribers. And like, just like yeah. you were talking about, if you want to create content cause you enjoy doing it and it's a hobby and you like it and you're passionate about it, do it. But if you're doing it to get followers, to try to get rich, the odds are stacked yep. heavily against you're gonna you. You're going to hate you know? it. <laughs> you're going to hate it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you a question that I do ask um, every single guest that comes on my show. But TK, what would you say is the biggest thing that you are mostly unapologetic about? Uh, yeah, well, very in line with my account is I'm very unapologetic, uh, um, unapologetically uh, believe that California is the best place to live. Mm -hmm. And it has problems. There's things that could be better. It's expensive. But it's expensive for a reason. Yeah. It's, you know, of course you can go live in Iowa and buy a $200,000 house, but then, you know, your neighbors are corn. So <laughs> you know, choose your battles. So, yeah, if you, if you stack up weather, food, nightlife, entertainment, uh, diversity, it's incredibly diverse out here. Mm -hmm. You got the beach, the mountains, the desert, whatever you want, whatever your state has, California has it and it's better. So that's, that's the key of my account. I just, let people know that if you have some sort of feeling about California or some sort of negative feeling about California, it's because you've probably only visited a small sliver of the state and you just haven't, haven't seen the whole thing or experienced the whole thing. Yeah. Or you watch too much media that tries to paint <laughs> yeah, sure. California in a really negative light. It drives me well, crazy. You know what's crazy? Yeah. I mean, th that's just how we are as, as individuals mm -hmm. now, but I always, I never talk about politics on my channel because a, I hate talking about politics. It's 
everywhere. It's incredibly boring. It's also incredibly divisive. Mm -hmm. But what's a really crazy stat, no matter which way you lean, is out of any state, California has the most registered Republicans out of any state. I was literally so about to address here. that um, as one of the myths. Yeah. But while we're on the topic, let's let's just transition into that segment. Yeah. A myth that I have that I think people like to think is that California is only good for liberals. And sure. if you're conservative, it's not for you. And I think that's bullshit. Because as you said, most of California is actually a lot redder than you think. Yes, there's big pockets of conservatism. And uh, like I said, you have the most registered Republicans are in California. There's just way more people who vote Democrat. So, you you know, you kind of get, they get lost in the shuffle a little bit, but Central Valley. So between Southern, you know, let's say between Los Angeles and San Francisco, you have the Fresnos of the world, the Central Valley of the world. That's where everything grows. That's all your farm towns. Mm -hmm. So if you're actually in that area and you didn't know it, you'd be like, oh, I'm like in the middle of the country somewhere. It's like, no, you're still in California. And there's a, it's very, it's very red in those areas because it's more blue collar. Your cities are your high, high, more highly dense populated, more kind of like left-leaning areas. But the suburbs, the rural towns in California are all like extremely red. Very red. If you're like, I can't live, if you're like, I can't go and live in California because I don't want to live in a, you know, a liberal place, like you got tons of options to go live place. I'm in Orange County. Orange County is pretty conservative. It's pretty conservative, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So even though I don't align that way, like I'm pretty moderate. I'm pretty up the middle, to be honest. Um, but there's a lot of places in Orange County that are extremely conservative. So it is a myth. It's like, hey, you just got to do some a little bit more research on where you want to live because you can find a conservative place and area if that's something that's important to you. Yeah, I agree. I feel like people just don't do enough research. Like, yeah, maybe LA or San Diego or San Francisco is not up your alley. And, you know, city life is not going to be for everyone. I mean, I'm a city girl through and through. So that's where I will, you'll find me at least. But if you love rural towns or suburbs, live in Orange County or fuck Bakersville mm-hmm. or something like that. I would never <laughs> visit there because I've heard such negative things about Bakersville, but there are people there who might really like it. Fresno would probably be a really good option for you. Again, a city I probably have zero desire to ever visit, but it could be great for somebody who maybe has a family and it's going to be a lot cheaper than San Francisco. And you're not too far away from the city if you ever do want to get out and do a fun day trip. And you're probably not that far of a drive from Yosemite either. Like you have options. Yeah, 100%. The, you know, Bakersfield, the Inland Empire, Central Valley. Like you said, if you're like trying to raise a family and you want something that's politics is that important where you want to be somewhere that's conservative, like in a, in an area, you're still an hour or two away from LA or still maybe like a three, four hour drive away from San Francisco. You can hit the mountains, you can hit the desert, you can still hit the beach in a couple hours. So what's funny to me is that I have friends who, you know, live more or have moved that are more, you know, central United States, right? And it's like, if they want to go see a concert, they got to literally fly somewhere else yeah. or drive six hours to go see a concert. And it's like, dude, if you're any, like, you don't have to live in the city if you're not a city person, but you to me, is like, you still want to kind of have access to go to the city. That's where all the fun shit is. Yeah. Like, you know, so cool. Raise your family in, in, in the subs, in the suburbs or in, in the rural part, but now you're still only an hour and a half away and go do something fun on the town and actually go somewhere cool and not go to a fucking cheesecake factory for, you <laughs> hey, know, Hey, cheesecake factory is really good. I love cheesecake factory. Oh, come on, bro. <laughs> but no, I mean, obviously, yes, there are better restaurants out there, but I will say, I, I think cheesecake factory is probably my favorite chain restaurant. If we're going to be fair here. Bro, what are you getting? Tell me right now. Yeah. So before I was a vegetarian, there was like this, I mean, obviously you could get this at any restaurant, but I I guess I just really liked how um, it tasted at the time. And this is also what I would always get at restaurants. It was like a crispy buffalo chicken sandwich and it was so big. And then I would get like their Linda's fudge cake um, for dessert. I mean, it is a pretty good chocolate cake, but now when I go to Cheesecake Factory, I will probably get their signature um, fried macaroni balls or a salad or I'm trying to think, what was the last time that I got at Cheesecake Factory? I think I've got in. I've been to Cheesecake Factory one time like my entire life. Yeah. I was introduced to it when I was living in Richmond. That's where I'm from. And so when a Cheesecake Factory Uh, opened up at our mall, I was like obsessed. Oh, here we go. That was the, the catalyst for Virginia's made it. We got a Cheesecake Factory, right? 
like we're here basically we're right? part of society i know i know <laughs> it's it's sad i don't go to cheesecake factory as like a regular choice but like sometimes i might want it as a treat but clearly like i'm in portland like i have so many like cool local oh, now you got local uh, options yeah. and like yeah. i think when i lived in san francisco i had cheesecake factory once and it's inside the yeah. macy's i like there's a reason i only went once because i had other options for so food many. and so but i will Especially say I, I do like the cheesecake factory i won't ever shit on it but it's like a once in a blue moon thing for me just because it's like it's a nostalgia thing for you and that, maybe i'm that going too. out on the limb here yeah it could. how old were you when you moved from richmond to san francisco i was 24 okay we're going to talk about this now okay. because you grew up and experienced a lot of your, let's just say formative years in Richmond. Okay. Well, Tell me. I lived in Lexington, Kentucky for grad school for two years. That's a whole nother shit. Hole oh, itself. We can talk wow. about that too. Yeah. I, I've obviously never been there, but I can guess. You don't want to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not talking about it. What in Richmond though, were you there in high school? Were you, yes. in, did you live in Richmond when you were high school? Yes. Okay. You're, you're going out with your Richmond high school friends. Walk me through it. Where are you eating? Where are you going to spend time? Oh, God, like, yeah. What's fun? What are you doing for fun? What are we doing for fun? Yes. What oh, you you'll love, you bit? will love this answer because it's Here just good. I need content. Oh, yeah. You're going to love this answer. So, um, when like growing up, so I had a, I got a boyfriend my junior year of high school. And so like going to Chick-fil-A was a thing for us. We love doing that. Love. Um, but yeah, okay. going to um, Short Pump Town Center. So it's this really, it's actually a really nice mall. It's an outdoor mall. I mean, obviously, outdoor malls everywhere right now. They're mm -hmm. becoming bigger. But at that time, it wasn't, there, wa there wasn't a lot of them at the time. Sure. So I think that mall opened up when I was entering middle school. So like 2001 or 2002, something, somewhere around there. And so it is a nice mall. They got a lot of great stores. And so obviously, hanging out at the mall was a big thing for us. When we were teenagers, we never actually went downtown as much because most of like the nightlife is down there. And so like that's not going to really appeal to teenagers. But going to mm -hmm. the river was something that was pretty fun. So we we're based off the James there River. So, I mean, that's something that Richmond has, but even just the city of Richmond. So like where I'm from is Henrico, which is like a suburb, but I just still say Richmond because whatever. Yeah. So and no one knows where that is. Exactly. Right. So. Um, I mean, downtown, like it's, it's very, very small. There's not a lot of good public transportation. There's a bus system, but the bus system is not that great. It's not very developed sure. and sustainable. Um, and some parts of downtown have grown and are developed, but it's, it's nowhere close to like becoming a sustainable city at all. What else did I do when I was a teenager that was like, Hey, when I hang out, when I would hang out with friends, I mean, yeah, it was like going to like chain places to eat, going to the mall. Um, I'll be yeah, honest, I didn't normal. have that many friends. Um, I would either be going to their houses to like hang yes. out and do stuff there. We got basements out there? Um, some neighborhoods had basements. My my um okay. my parents' house doesn't have a basement. I was always sad. Okay. I was so jealous of my friends that had basements. That's the one thing that I'm jealous of that East Coast people have that I they don't have those out here. Yeah. So when I don't I don't know if you like that 70s show. It's like my oh, favorite I love sitcom that 70s of all. Show. It is my favorite sitcom of all time. And just them having a basement, I'm like, dude, if I had a basement, oh my God, like that would have been the pinnacle of like friend hangout place, right? Or, for, you know, hangout time. But when you, so you moved from Richmond, you did the Kentucky thing for a little, then you land in San Francisco, culture shock, crazy. How, when you got acclimated to San Francisco and then you were like, go back to Richmond, was when you would go back, was your sentiment like, God, this place sucks? Or like, oh, I missed this? Like, what was your feeling when you kind of like, got acclimated to San Francisco and then went back to, to Richmond. Yeah. So let's rewind for a second. So when I went to Kentucky, I went there for grad school. So I got a okay. master's in family sciences. No, I am not using that degree currently, but I didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> I, I got a, I, I accepted it because I got uh, an assistantship. So I was getting paid and I, yeah, I, I was an out of state Great. student. So it was free. Like the only thing that I had to pay for were some student fees that weren't covered. And, uh, it was like a thousand dollars for two years. Easy. So great. Yeah. I hated living in Kentucky. I liked the university of Kentucky. Like I liked the school, like basketball games are always fun. I mean, it was a, sick, it's an yeah. SEC school. Like it was, it was fun. It was, it was cool to like go to an SEC school from a smaller state school in Virginia. I went to old dominion for my bachelor's Lexington, Kentucky was just a really boring city. Like the only things that you were really fun to do was like go to some of their breweries we had Keeneland, mm -hmm. which is like the smaller version of Churchill Downs. 
I have been to mm. the Derby twice, so that's out in Louisville. So, I mean, like, that's fine. Now I don't really do horse races anymore because, again, like, my morals and stuff. But, um, I mean, I've always been a horse girl. So, like, one thing that I liked, I did like about Lexington was that um, I was able to ride out there because I grew up riding. That's so it. that was something that was – that was a hobby that I did do in Richmond um, that I had for myself. I will say that. And I absolutely loved the barn that I grew up with. Um, but anyway, besides that, I was just fucking bored. It was really hard to date there. Um, I was starting to use the apps at the time and I was just really unhappy. Oh, yeah. Everyone was coupled up. It just made me hate being single. So before my last year of grad school started, I actually did a family vacation with my, mm -hmm. with my hope, with my immediate family. And we went to San Francisco and that was my first time going. And I just fell in love with the city. It was everything that I wanted. Like it's near the water and Kentucky is landlocked. Mm -hmm. So that made it suck even mm -hmm. more. Like I love being near the water. And so it was just very vibrant. It was diverse. The food was really good. There was lots of public transportation. I, yeah, the only downside was that it was going to be expensive as hell. But, you know, I had to start thinking about jobs and I was like, oh my God, I want to move here and get my first job out there. So I got to at least visit San Francisco before moving um, just to make sure like that would be right for me. And it, it worked out really well. I mean, I had like the best years of my life in San Francisco. I felt like I really learned and grew as a person. I learned how to become more confident with myself. I learned how to like not care what other people think. There were just so many life lessons that I learned while being there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, when it came back to having to go back to Virginia to visit, I would get bored and I just, you know, was trying to adjust on like how to like find ways to entertain myself. So typically that would involve me having to drive downtown, which is about like a 20 minute drive from my parents' house. So it's really hard. And I would have to borrow one of their cars because again, I didn't have a car. And yeah, it was, it was, it was exhausting doing that commute if I wanted to actually go have fun because the suburbs were just way shittier. Um, and even Richmond's yeah. city, I mean, like there are some fun things about it, but it's like, it it doesn't compare to other cities, obviously. Dude, so when do you like go home for Christmas and you know that everyone's going to be at the same bar because there's only one bar, in town, <laughs> kind of. You know, you know what I mean. You're like, I'm going to go here, and I guarantee I'm going to run into someone I can't stand. I just, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's also hard going from like San Francisco. Like I know Bart isn't the best public transportation in the history of the world, but it's it gets way you places. Than, yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything in San Francisco is relatively sort of close. So like, you know, if you're in a, in a, in a section, like you can walk and be, you know, pretty, you can get, get places pretty quick. It's so walkable. Um, yeah. It's so walkable. So like, that's also, uh, where, you know, LA is not like that. Like if you're in, so like, let's just say you're in, you know, a part of LA, like you're on sunset, like there's definitely a lot of places that you could walk to if you're going to stay in that area, but you're like, Oh, we're going to go to Santa Monica. It's like, okay, well, that's a far, that's far as far away. So you're gonna have to get into a car. And I think that's what people don't realize when they come out here, especially like Los Angeles, San Francisco is a lot. I would say Los, or I would say San Francisco has kind of similar energy to like a New York city. It is. It's yeah. like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, yeah. Where Lo Los Angeles is so spread out, so spread out. Come, and they'll go to like one section of Los Angeles, but Los Angeles is so big. They'll be like, oh, LA sucks. It's like, well, dude, you went to the Hollywood Walk of Fame and then went to like Sparrow's Pizza. Like, yeah, you didn't have, you didn't. You I know. don't even know what Sparrow's Pizza is. <laughs> oh, it's like a chain pizza. Okay. It's a chain pizza restaurant. But that's, you know, that's the, usually the things that people will say like, oh, the pizza sucks. Like, dude, you, you went to Pizza Hut. Like, of course, like it sucked, you know, but very similar to San Francisco, very much like LA. There's so many local spots, non-chain restaurants yeah. that. In Los Angeles, if you go into a place that is serving Mexican food, doesn't even have to have a sign on the door. They're just like, hey, we're serving tacos in here. It'll be the best taco you've ever had in your entire life. Oh, I know. Yeah. I love the Mexican but it's food like, there. Yeah. It's not on Yelp. It's not on you know TripAdvisor. But it, so it's like, those are the gems that if you're out here on vacation, you're just going to go to what's safe and what you already know. So like that's where people are like, oh, I went to LA and I hated it. It's like, okay, well- what, what did, did you, you do? do? Let's, tell, let's talk about yeah. Let's talk about what you did. It's like yeah, I would hate it. I I live here. I wouldn't do that. So yeah, it's crazy. But it's funny when people come from back east because I I I didn't grow up out of state, but my family's all from Detroit. Okay, right. So you know during the holidays, 
they'll be like, hey, we'll come out to California. You don't have to worry about coming out here. I'm like, I wasn't going to go out there because, <laughs> you know, don't act like you're saving me a trip, bro. I wasn't going. You want to come out here. You're freezing your tail off. You want to come out here. That's fine. Just say that, you know? But yeah, dude, that's cool. I, I miss San Francisco so much, bro. I, I stopped traveling for work. Uh, you know, after COVID, but we used to go, I used to be up there two, three times a month. Yeah. And I freaking, I freaking miss that city. I miss the city so much. You got no idea. Like when you live there and you move to a city, that's a lot smaller. Um, I mean, I will say I do enjoy not having sales tax, but at the same time, like there are some things that like Portland just can't compare. Like I miss living near the beach. I mean, we got a, we got rivers here, which is nice, but at the same time, like, I love that San Francisco was a coastal city. So that's something that destroys me just a tiny bit inside. But yeah. How far are you away from, like, Cannon Beach? Cannon Beach is, like, two hours away from it's you? It's, like, about an hour or two hours or so. I mean, like, yeah, getting to the coast is not that hard. It's it's not it's, that it's hard. Not, yeah, but it's a drive. It's a yeah, drive, but it's not, like, it's not, like, a very far yeah. drive, at least. So, yeah. and then we have Mount Hood. I mean, kind of like with Portland. Portland's a pretty good central location. I mean, you're a... You're a decent drive from mountains, beaches. Can't say yes. we got deserts, but we got mountains, beaches. We're near Washington State, and there's lots of fun things to do within Washington State, like a lot of great hike trails over there. You're two hours yep. away from Mount St. Helens. You're three hours from Seattle. So it's like, it's in a really good central spot. I didn't realize that yes. Portland was right on the border of Washington State until I moved here. So it only takes 20 minutes to get to the border. Yeah, sure. Well, the thing too about well Portland um, and like kind of like the outskirts of Portland is when it when it is nice, it's such a beautiful. Everything's green, mm-hmm. and it's because it you know it's obviously you guys get a lot a lot of rainfall, so everything is gorgeous, um, very like lush. I love that you went up there without a car because. Every time I drive with a California license plate in Oregon, I get pulled over oh. immediately as soon as I cross the border, bro. I get lit up yeah. and it's insane. They hate, they hate us. And the reason they hate us, cause they say we drive like maniacs. We drive too fast. And my argument is like, you drive too slow. Cause you got nowhere to go. You guys are just meandering on the highway. I'm trying to get to where I'm going, bro. Move your ass, you know? So, but I, I do actually like Oregon for a lot of things, Portland specifically. Um, but yeah, the hiking trails and some of like the, uh, even the coastal cities, different beach vibe than like a Southern California oh, yeah. beach, but still really, really cool. It's really yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, and also Portland has a pretty good public transportation system here. They do. Yeah. They do. I was so yeah. surprised. And it's like, it's a little bit cheaper than San Francisco. And I am just thinking to myself, this is so easy. And I also live in a really good location where I'm near like a streetcar, a light rail, which, and it's funny, the streetcar technically is a light rail train. So we have two different light rail trains. Right. We have a really great bus system. And I, I feel like that's kind of it when it comes to uh, Portland public transportation. So, but it, it takes you like all over the place and it'll even take you into some of the suburbs yeah. as well in case you need to go there. Like sometimes I do have to go to Beaverton and the Max, yeah, sure. the Max will take you there and it's really, it's really helpful. So yeah, it's, I, I was very impressed. So that's, I like, that's why I'm still here because it still helps me like navigate and live life comfortably. So that's important to me. So I did want to move on to another myth because let's talk about our favorite, favorite one. California is a shithole. (laughs) Let's talk about it because I thoroughly disagree. I don't don't even know where that came from i know it's a it is a very it's like a tagline oh california that place is a shithole yeah they love to use the word shithole like which place like what skid row like sure yeah uh the tenderloin yeah Yeah. sure okay dude i mean you have 800 miles of coast uh you have 11 national parks you i don't know if you knew this you have both the highest and lowest points of elevation in the entire country or in california Mm -hmm. uh it's the most most ethnically diverse state. So I I don't know what shithole means. Like, because there's, I, I know like from like, usually maybe that the context is like, there's a lot of homeless people. Yeah. Like, I don't have any solutions to the, to the problem, but what's, I have a lot of empathy for the problem. Mm-hmm. And I have volunteered at a lot of like homeless shelters. And there's been, there's a lot of people that I've talked to who are homeless who have come from other states because they would literally die if they were on the street. Like it's too cold. You die if you're on the street. Right. And in California, if you're homeless, you also just automatically get access to a lot of care. And like, you know, so 
the argument is like, hey, we're kind of like incentivizing people to be homeless, but it's also like, yeah, but we also don't want people just to like die in the street. So like, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not going to sit up here and pretend like I have the solution to it. There's obviously drug addiction, there's mental illness. Like there's so many things that, you know, are wrapped up in homelessness and we have 40, 40 million people who live here. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a hard conversation to have because I just have so much empathy for it. I'm like, dude, yeah, if our tax dollars need to go to develop short-term housing for people to help them get back on their feet and get back, yeah, fucking do that. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, the the context of California is a shithole is usually wrapped up into the, like, the homeless situation. I don't see homeless people ever. And I live in a, and a lot of places outside of, you know, downtown Los Angeles and downtown San Francisco, you don't really run into it a whole lot. That's where they're just like really centralized. So again, it's like, you're just painting with such a broad brush. California's a shithole. It's like, well, you know, you went, yeah, you went to the three blocks in Los Angeles that are pretty rough. And I don't, you know, maybe you shouldn't judge the entire state by those three blocks. I agree. And it really makes me mad how people just treat the homeless like vermin. And I, I hate how people just criminalize homelessness and make them out to be bad people, whether they're doing drugs or not doing drugs, doing drugs. It doesn't matter. Like there are still people like some of them are truly just out there just trying to exist and live. Um, Not all homeless people are going to like be aggressive with you, scare you off the streets beg for money instead like if you get leftovers and maybe you don't want them give it to a fucking homeless person they'll be so grateful for you that you gave them like free food um i mean i i've I've done that once in portland like oh my god in portland my friend visited me back in october we had all these leftovers and i just truly didn't want to take them in with another restaurant because we were going to go to a bar and it would just be tacky to bring in a box of food from another place so we had like kimchi fried rice and some other just delicious things and it was a lot of food and like these homeless people they're gonna have a fucking feast that's gonna be like a fancy gourmet meal for them and they were so (laughs) happy that we gave them the food and they were really kind and it's just like stop stereotyping like all these homeless people as one thing. But it's yeah. like also like you said, people who judge places like California and LA and say like it's a shithole, it's a gross, dangerous city. No, it's fucking not. It's you not. are literally judging the tenderloin and Soma and some parts of the yeah. mission where it can be a little rough. But if you go to like Pack Heights or the Marina or if you go to the Sunset District or the Richmond District, you're not going to find tents and homeless people there. Like those are some very safe neighborhoods. And it just it drives me crazy that people like they'll be in downtown and Tenderloin is basically downtown. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. oh, the poop on the street. Oh, yeah, that's like my favorite one. But 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 the poop on the street. That's like what they love to say. I'm like, okay, that's just in a small little portion. Like, I'm not disputing that it doesn't exist. Like, it's definitely a big problem in San Francisco. But it's like families don't live there, though. Yeah, families. It's not like where people like families live. You know, I think too. Like, if you look at like the greater, if you go to like downtown Dallas, you'll see homeless people. You go to downtown Chicago, you see homeless people. It's 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 not a, a thing that's specific to California. You go to New York City, you're going to see a ton of homeless people. It's typically people who are who, who are disenfranchised are going to big cities because that's either where opportunity is, that's where there there's more people, so they can potentially get you know uh, access to services. So it, it's not like a. Uh, something that's specific to California. You go to any major city yep. in the country, you're going to see homeless people. Exactly. And I think for, yeah, like for me, it's the homeless situation is, it's if you look into, I mean, you're family sciences. You probably know about this more than I do, but like the hierarchy of needs, like if, if they don't have shelter, they don't have food, they don't have uh, sanitation. If you can just start meeting some of those basic needs, like you start seeing mental illness start getting better just by getting them access to healthcare. I totally agree. Like the drug thing mixed with being homeless, like it's just, it's, it's, it's a hard, like, it's not a simple solution. I think that's why we're having such a hard time with it is like, what do we do? How do we, we can't put all these people into rehab, even though that's maybe what they need or like, but I'm like, give them shelter, give them food, get them access to healthcare, get them access to, you know, uh, trained therapist that's a professional to help them like process like those are all things that take i know take time and money but that's how eventually things get better it's not just you know 
okay, well, they're on the street. Good luck. Fuck you. Like, you're, you know, it's, you're on your own. Exactly. Like, that's not, it's not going to make anything better. I know. People who like also say stuff like that usually are coming from suburbs or rural areas. They're typically, I don't like to generalize, but because it's so general, I'm going to generalize, is that they're conservatives and they're very elitist and snobby about it. And that that's what that's usually where those opinions come from. It's like when I get comments about my San Francisco content and people want to talk about like the homelessness problem, right, I'm just right. like, well, please take your snobby elitist attitude elsewhere because I really don't want to hear it. Yeah, or write a politician or write your governor yeah. or do something about it. Like you complaining about it on YouTube is not helping anything. Exactly. So I get it a lot too because it's like I'm I love San Francisco. So I'll talk about all the great rad things in San Francisco. And then, you know, you get people like, oh well, the homeless people. I'm like, okay, dude, if you are just like a nice human being and you're not like provoking anyone and you're just kind of like not bothering, no one's gonna bother you. And I, I think agree. that's like also like, you know, a, a thing where I'm scared to walk through downtown because someone's going to just like stab me or something. I'm like, dude, no one's doing, no one is going to hurt. Like if you're just a nice general person and you're minding your own business, no one is going to bother yeah. you. Yeah. All right. But you're right. It is. I think it's a, uh, like you said, it's people who haven't had any experience with big cities. They just, and San Francisco and LA being two very big cities, you know, LA being just geographically really big, but San Francisco is heavily populated. Mm-hmm. If you're coming from a place that, that you're a, you know from a suburb or you're from more of a rural area, you just not even ex- you never even experience that. So it's it it is like a big culture shock, and their yeah. immediate response is like, "There's no way I could live here." It's like, okay, then you don't live. Then that's why you don't live here because this isn't for you. But you just have decided to say, "Oh, well, just because of this one thing, I I don't like this place." Like, All right, well. That's your opinion. I, I agree. Yeah. And it just, yeah. it drives me crazy when people say San Francisco is a top dangerous city because it's not. It doesn't even make like the top 50 dangerous cities in America. In fact, all of the cities like in the South, like New Orleans is yes. actually one of the most dangerous cities. And I've been there once and I thought it was so beautiful. So I was really surprised to hear how dangerous it was over there, especially when I went during Mardi Gras. You would think like, yeah, that would definitely feel really dangerous at times, but my friend and I were fine and we were there at night. So again, like obviously mm-hmm. like my antidotal experience doesn't mean anything, but I was surprised to hear that just based on my, ex- my positive experience that I had when I visited, but sure. Stockton, California is way more dangerous than fucking San Francisco. Even Oakland yeah, wasn't, Oakland was like way, way, way lower on that list. Like it wasn't even a top five dangerous city. Yeah, well, this is a this is a really another myth that it's maybe it's a it's not even a myth, but it's something that people do a lot when they start making generalizations. Is California is by far the most populated state, right? You have forty million people here, so people don't realize like you have to take into the population when you start throwing out numbers. Yeah. So if you look at per person or per capita, certain like crime rates, and we're not we're not higher than any other state. There's other states who, if you look at the actual percentage, which takes into consideration the population, you'll start seeing California pretty much being even keel, like baseline median, like how it is across all other major cities. But people just hear, oh, there's 10,000 homeless people in the city. It's like, holy shit, like that's a lot. It's like, well, there's 4 million people in the city. So 10,000 out of 4 million is actually not it's that It's a bad. small number. Yeah, it's a small percentage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's yeah, yeah. really ironic is that Houston, Texas is like the fourth largest city in America. Yeah, And huge. I'm yeah. pretty sure none of those California cities are even bigger than that. Yeah, it's Houston is actually bigger than San Francisco and like the Bay Area. It's wild. So I have yeah, one more question that I wanted to ask yeah. you. If you could give any advice to someone who wants to move to California, what would they absolutely need to know before doing so? Okay. If, if I had to give anybody advice moving to California, I would start with where, what is, you know, you're probably going to be looking at affordability, Mm -hmm. right? So if that's part of the equation, you're also looking at, you can almost think about California as like six different States really that are all kind of, it's all kind of chopped up. So we've talked about this, but if like, Hey, I really lean towards the city. I like the city atmosphere. I like living in the city. I like having access to a bunch of stuff, LA, San Francisco. Okay, cool. San Diego is an amazing city. I went there in December. I loved it. Yeah, and it's not as it's not as big as Los Angeles or San Francisco, mm-hmm. but it's it's you still will get the city vibe yeah. f- 
for sure. Yeah. Because it is. It's a proper city, right? San Jose is still a huge metropolitan city too now. It's a little bit different, but yeah. that place has exploded, but it's incredibly expensive. Yeah. Um, so if you want to do the city thing, there's other cities outside of uh, Los Angeles and San Francisco that you should take a look at because when you start comparing, like people will say like, oh, I'm going to move from Boise. I like the city. I want to move to California. It's like, dude, Boise is not a big city compared to some of these big cities compared to cities in, in California, yeah. right? So- Look at population. Look at if you like the city life. There's other cities besides LA and San Francisco that you might you might actually enjoy, right? Uh, secondly, I would say um, if you're looking for affordability, don't be afraid to look at you know an hour, hour and a half outside big cities. That's where you're going to see prices drop dramatically on places to live, but you're still close enough to have access to like the city life and commute in and have fun and go to concerts, go get good food or whatever. Also during COVID, a lot of people in the city just moved out to like the, the surrounding suburbs. So now you're having a lot of growth in terms of new restaurants, new like things to do, you know, new venues. They're all opening out now in the suburbs. So you're, I think you're going to start seeing like these smaller cities, but really cool areas like that are in like surrounding sub, you know, suburb areas. Um, and then honestly, like your different vibe is going to be Northern California, Southern California. Southern California to generalize is you're more like laid back. Like we got nowhere to go. Like we're fucking vibing. Northern California is you're more like New York energy. Like you're very you're fast kind of paced. Like very fast paced. Like, yeah. So yeah, it, it just kind of like if whatever you want and whatever you like idealize your like living situation to be, there's a place for you in California. You just might have to do some digging and in, in, into figuring out where that might be. Is it Orange County? Is it Inland Empire, Los Angeles, San Diego? Napa, wherever you want to live. If you want to be a fucking cowboy, dude, go to Fresno, go to Bakersfield, go to Central Valley. Like you, you can do it. You can cowboy the shit out of there. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. I was even going to add on to like, especially for cities like LA, California, and San Diego. Um, once you've narrowed it down to cities, then you need to narrow it down to neighborhoods based on like what you yes. need out of a neighborhood. Yes. That's going to be just as important. Yes. And that's really cool. Um, I'm not as familiar with uh, the the kind of pockets in San Francisco because when we would go up, we would usually stay closer to like uh, Golden uh, Golden Gate Park, or we would be in like Knob Creek, uh, Knob Creek, Knob, Knob, Knob Hill, Knob Hill, Knob Hill. Sorry, <laughs> Knob Creek's a whiskey. We'd be in Knob <laughs> Hill, and but I would always try to like stay more towards like the financial district. I love going to lunch and eating lunch right by the Bay Bridge, yeah. right by the, the the pier, you know. So or the wharf, like so. Yeah, exactly there's pockets in San Francisco that like you were talking about Japantown earlier. There's awesome little pockets all throughout the San Francisco area. Los Angeles is more spread out. So if like you were going to go stay in like, let's say Silver Lake, which is a really cool, I love Silver Lake. Yeah. I love Glen Glendale. You're not close to downtown though. So I think people, that's where people moving out. They're like, Ooh, I'm moving to LA. I'm moving to Silver Lake. It's like, Silver Lake is definitely, I would consider Silver Lake LA. But if you're talking about like being downtown, you're kind of far away. So during traffic, it's going to take a hot minute to get downtown from Silver Lake. But Silver Lake, in and of itself, is a really cool, spot, you know, pocket of LA. East LA is fucking amazing. Boyle Heights. So yeah, exactly. Find your neighborhood. Find your your kind of your section for sure. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. I think that's like one of the biggest things is like affordability, finding out your geographical region, and then even breaking it down even more to like neighborhood or the certain area in wherever you want to sure. be. And then obviously there comes with more planning than that, but that's definitely a really good start on like what they need to know. Cause I absolutely agree with you on that. Last thing, if people want to find you, where can they do so? Shoot. Just follow me on TikTok, TK, uh, TK.California. I also have a, a merch line, CFG.store. So if you want to pick up, send me your size, I'll send you a bunch of stuff. All right. Um, <laughs> but I do draw, I do try to do like weekly or not weekly. I'm sorry. I try to do like monthly drops on the store. Just to, I love fashion. I love clothes. So it's again, more of like a passion thing. I just design stuff. I do a limited order and I, I drop it online. So cfg.store and tk.california on TikTok. And that's pretty much where I'm at. Awesome. And I will have the links to all of that in the description down below. TK, it has been an amazing pleasure having you on. I absolutely loved this conversation. You are so funny. And 
I always look forward to more of your TikToks. Guys, if you want to email your experiences, make sure you can do so at shamelesslyunapologeticpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at shamelesslyunapologetic. And I will see you in the next episode. To close out, you got to say it with me. It's got you. California forever. And goodbye. <laughs>